Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Let me tell you a little bit about Bet Online. It remains your number one spot for NBA, MLB, MMA, boxing. It doesn't matter. Every single prop, every single play, every single point, it's all at Bet Online. When it comes to bets, when it comes to props, everything that you need is at your headquarters for sports betting. That's Bet Online. Head to the website right now, use your mobile device, sign up, get a 50, that's 50% welcome bonus. Don't forget to use the promo code BLEAV, that's BLEAV, to get yourself a 50% welcome bonus. Come on, there's no need to hesitate. Bet Online, where the game starts. I understand it's not something comfortable to talk about, like your sexual function or your sexual performance. But don't sell yourself short. It is important. But you know what else is kind of important? Not being totally embarrassed by going to a pharmacy or having to deal with a doctor when you're talking about prescriptions when, with some of these drugs to help you perform up to snuff in the bedroom. That's where Blue Chew comes in, okay? It is the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis at a fraction of the price. And the best part is, is you don't have to deal with anybody. It comes right to your door. You're never ever gonna be as happy as you are now to see the postman coming when you know that the package for your package is right there, all thanks to Blue Chew. Do yourself a favor, head to bluechew.com, use the promo code LIKES, get your first month for free and see what I'm talking about because you deserve to have the best sex of your life. And thank you, Blue Chew, for sponsoring this podcast. I hope you're ready to have your mind blown with the greatest health and fitness information on the planet. (laughs) Yes, bitch! Well, hello there. How's everyone doing? How lovely you've arrived. It's the Mikey Likes You podcast. I'm Mikey, and I like you. You are you who is liked by Mikey. Great system. I want to talk about something really important. I got inspired by some listener, viewer of mine who pitched in and gave me a great question that I think touches on something that we all deal with, not only with like fitness and nutrition and stuff, but just in general. And that is allowing our crew, allowing our social circle, allowing the people we are surrounded with to influence us, be it positive or negative. When you're trying to do something, especially when you're trying to do something really difficult, make a big life change, the people around you make a huge difference. They make a huge difference. Um, I'll never forget uh, interviewing Tito Ortiz. And, you know, love him or hate him, um, and Tito has definitely said some things that can always rub people the wrong way. Former mayor of Huntington Beach, California, Tito Ortiz, was a, a prominent figure and certainly a credible fighter. Has, he's had a, a lot of success and really was a pioneer when it came to mixed martial arts. And he talked about how uh, he changed his training. He got better head movement, you know, training with uh, that guy out at Ruka. Um, and he talked about, you know, like refining his ground and pound. He said, but the biggest thing for me was finding success later in my career because I changed the people around me and I didn't have 
toxic people around me that were leading to me kind of draining myself before I even made it into the ring. So we're going to touch on that a little bit. Speaking of surrounding yourself with the right people, I have been lucky enough to surround myself with hundreds of people on my Patreon. I would love if you joined that crew. I really am so grateful to all of you people who are on all of the tiers, especially you top tier ride or die people. I love working with you. I have space available if you are interested in more detailed help when it comes to your training and your nutrition. Check out my Patreon. I'll put a link in my profile. Also, if you're not liked and subscribed, please do go ahead and take a kettlebell and smash that subscribe button. Hit a like if you can. It really helps me when we try to take on these machines. I also want to touch on surrounding myself with great people when I talk about First Detachment, the absolute best nutritional supplements in the world. And right now I want to talk about the Oops Stack, Optimal Organ Protection Stack. All right. Now this, I'm not going to lie to you, it's not necessarily as romantic and as exciting as, say, the Go Pills, their fat burner, which I can't recommend enough. The, what, the WTF pre-workout, the greatest pre-workout I've ever had. It's so good. It gets you so tuned in. Okay, check it. And of course, what makes most people get involved with First, nutri- first Detachment, which is what got me involved with them, is their intra-workout nutrition, the field rations. It's amazing. Carb- cyclic dextrin, which is a really... Uh, kind of fine-tuned carbohydrate that gets into the system really quickly, helps shuttle nutrients and those essential amino acids into the bloodstream while you're training, can really help with recovery, performance, and, you know, making those gains that you're hoping to make. Right now, I want to talk about that oop stack, okay? Why? Because optimal functions of your internal organs are so freaking important. There's no real reason to engage in any type of endeavor when it comes to health if you have failing internal organs. And the OOP stack is going to make sure that your liver, your prostate, your blood pressure, your blood sugar, uh, your kidneys, these are going to be functioning at a higher level and it's providing the right nutrients to make sure that they can do their job to the fullest. The kidneys and the liver in particular, of course, your prostate for you fellas out there, when you, even if you're not using, using performance-enhancing drugs, just by virtue of training with weights hard, it actually puts a certain level of stress above and beyond just being a regular dude on your internal organs. Do make the investment, take the time, to take care of your liver, your prostate, your blood sugar, your blood pressure, your kidneys, because these will unlock higher levels of fat burning, higher levels of muscle gain, but more importantly, they will give you better health, okay? And that is always gotta be the most important thing that you keep above and beyond your body fat level or your bench press or your squat. The internal organs and their function are what is going to lead you to having long-term eternal health, okay? The OOP stack, it's made up of four different supplements. Again, these are going to be making sure that your prostate, your liver, your kidneys, your blood pressure, and your blood sugar and insulin sensitivity are all tended to. I take them personally. Grab my grab bag here, renal reset for your uh, healthy kidney function. 
okay? The QRF, huge fan. It's the only thing that got my liver values back in order, okay? I would constantly get my blood work done, and every time, everything looked great, except the doctor would always say, your liver values, they're a little concerning. And you know, I've spent many years as a desperate, hardcore alcoholic, and I have used performance-enhancing drugs, oral, you know, oral steroids in the past. Those are terrible on my liver. I was always concerned, and I tried everything. I tried supplements, I tried changing my diet, I did all this wacky, hippie stuff that my wife would do, but once I started taking the QRF, I can show you the blood, the blood values. I, it got my liver back in order. The doctor was even blown away. And then right here, suppressor, okay? For those of you on a low-carb diet, it can help keep you uh, functioning metabolically even better, even without the presence of carbs. And those of you who are eating high-carb diets, you take that suppressor with your highest-carb meal, especially like post-workout, and it's going to actually help with that insulin uh, response, and it's gonna help keep your blood sugar regulated. A lot of really, really proven, like ample and conclusive scientific proof to show that this stuff in there, berberine and cinnamon extract, uh, RALA, they all work really well and they're all very healthy. So, the Oop Stack, check it out. Again, link in my profile. Make sure to use the code MIKE10 to save yourself some money and to let them know that I sent you. All right, enough nonsense. Let me break out this question in order. And it came from we here forever, technically. <clears throat> How to stay disciplined when everyone around you has parties, barbecues, vacations, summer, it seems like endless food. I've seen people give up their fitness journey because they're the only one in the house who wants to lose weight, 24 seven food nonstop. Okay, this is a great question. And it's something that I think a lot of people deal with. And like at the beginning of the show, I said, you know, this is not just something that is relegated to weight loss, fat loss, muscle gain, fitness. This is everything in your life. Professionally, you're going to be either tremendously enhanced or tremendously burdened by the people that you surround yourself with. I know with recovery, when it came to Using drugs, drinking alcohol, and then ceasing that. It was vital that I made sure that I curated the people who were around me and the people that were around me before that I continued to stay around and hang around with. They, because they genuinely fucking cared about me, they changed their behavior. I didn't ask them to. I felt really weird and guilty about it. But man... I hang out with, I was born and raised with some really great dudes, friends of mine that I've had since kindergarten. And some of them are fucking savage. <laughs> big drinkers, big, big partiers. And especially at that time when I got clean, when I was 22 years old, it was pretty hectic. But every one of them, man, they always made sure that when it was me hanging out, like they made caveats. I remember a bachelor party. I was only like six, eight months sober and I was really weirded out about going in general and I didn't expect them to not party we were in Vegas it was my friend's bachelor party it was a close friend of mine and they did and they partied but man they I got a different room than everybody else they all stayed in like two big suites together and partying I got my own room they didn't make me like pitch in extra they're like dude let's make sure Catherine would set up um 
you know, like they, they made me feel not guilty in any way. They're like, if it, at any time this is like weird, you just bounce, you know? And I don't think I could have done it, you know? There were times where I just flat out couldn't be around certain people and that changed after, you know, finally I got comfortable with it. But I don't think I could have managed if it wasn't for the fact that the people around me knew that something I was doing meant a lot. It meant my life, really. And they weren't about to let their behavior kind of alter that. Um, I, it's a little different when you're talking about hot dogs and donuts because who, like, who are we to say, like, just because I'm trying to clean up my diet, you have to avoid eating certain things. But at the same time, you know, if, you're, if you have a partner, let's say, a romantic partner, a wife, husband, girlfriend, boyfriend that you're living with or you're, you're married to, what, you know, it's really close contact. If they're going to prohibit you from making a positive change, you have to really ask what's up with them. Okay, at some point you have to say what's up with, because, you know, we're getting into a different territory. We talk about drugs and alcohol because it's really easy if you quit doing coke and your wife's fucking cutting lines in front of you, you're, you're well within your right, I think, to be like, listen, you either got to go or you got to quit. Okay, because this, but when you're talking about food, everyone eats and not everyone wants to fucking lose weight. Not everyone wants to be shredded. Not everyone wants to change their eating in any way. They like the, what they like and they're going to eat that. But there's a difference between sharing that space with someone and having respect for what they're trying to do and continuing to eat your fast food and then aggressively flaunting it in front of them because of some internal kind of insecurity that you have. And that shit happens a lot. It happens professionally. It happens uh, with food. It happens with 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 sex it happens with clothing where you know the husband's like I, well, I, I, I you've lost a lot of weight and now you're dressing better it makes me feel weird so I'm gonna fucking clown you my wife who's just trying to make yourself feel better you know there's there's a point where you can kind of stand your ground and say like yeah uh, I know it's fourth of July and we're going here and you're gonna have 10 pieces of pizza but like I'm choosing to have a bunless burger and I'm choosing to regulate how much I'm eating because it makes me feel good. You know, they, there's a saying that if you walk with the lame, you'll develop a limp. And you got to keep that in consideration when you're talking about something like losing weight, especially if you're profoundly overweight or if you're really out of shape and you're trying to make that change. That's a very difficult endeavor. Don't let anybody tell you that it's not. It can be simple. And I think people overcomplicate it, but it's still really, really hard. And if the people around you can't respect that, you have to have a conversation with them. Now, understand, there's, there's, there's margins where you have to understand where you need to take personal responsibility for yourself and when they need to take responsibility for what they're doing. Because... Just, someone just choosing to eat the way they want to eat and continue doing so and not pressuring you in any way is a vast difference between someone clowning you because you're not having beers at the barbecue, because you're not having pizza with the boys. You know, it's just like there's, there's a big difference. And recognizing the stuff within your control is a huge aspect of it. Because, yes, 
around the holidays and during the middle of summer, you're going to be around a lot more junk food and a lot more partying and a lot more socializing, which tends to lead to more temptation when it comes to eating. But so what? You know, we've had this conversation before on this podcast where it's like, if the only reason you quit smoking is because someone locked you in a room and gave you no access to cigarettes, that doesn't really mean you've changed much. And if the only reason you diet and the only reason you lose weight is because your wife is standing over you making sure that you eat measured amounts of chicken breast and broccoli, uh, you didn't really do much as far as personal development. That's why a lot of these movies, you know, like the, 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 the Chris Hemsworths and the um, Ryan Reynolds of the world, um, they really do deserve a little bit more appreciation because they're not going getting ready for a role and then turning into a fat ass as soon as they get done filming. It's lifestyle for them. Frank Grillo is another, per- Jason Statham. He looks, uh, their guys are always putting in those words. Jennifer Aniston, Jennifer Lopez. There's other people, and you could be like, oh, drugs, surgery. It doesn't matter. These people live it. They live it, okay? Drug surgery aside, maybe there is that aspect of it. It doesn't matter. There's a work ethic, and there's a commitment to doing it. Because a lot of movie stars that make these tremendous physique changes, they end up quitting filming, and they become blobs again. Because the only reason they made that change is because the studio paid for an amazing personal trainer and an amazing dietitian or nutritionist to come and prepare all their meals and stand over them and then have the uh, personal trainer just put them through these grueling workouts where they're measuring them and weighing them all the time. And they're not really allowed the luxury, right? They didn't make any personal development. They were had this imposed upon them. It's the same reason why like, I never got clean when my parents, when a judge, when someone in some, some school administrator forced me to go into rehab. I never made any changes. There'd be a couple weeks, there may be six months of me staying clean, but it wasn't until I personally was invested and genuinely honest in my commitment to trying to change my life that things started to fall into place. And it's no different when it comes to uh, making a body transformation or improving your health. Okay? Um, if you have to, reconsider your relationship with other people. That's not crazy. Because if you're a grown adult, and you're around people that eat nothing but fast food and drink every day, and you don't want to, and they're giving you crap for it, you need to reassess those people. And that's a vast difference between, let's say, you're a 40-year-old woman and you're like, I'm going to get back into shape, and you start doing it, and your husband's like, okay, I'm not into egg whites, but you go, girl. I'm going to do my thing over here. Hope I don't bother you. Feel free to make your own dinner because you're the one who's doing this. But me and the kids, we're going to have this mac and cheese. But you're, it's awesome that you're doing this chicken breast for it. That's fantastic. That's a big difference between what, what is this? What is, no, come on. We're, it's, it's Monday Night Football. Let's go. Eat your pizza. You're, what are you, a pussy? Have the pizza, bro. Have some beers. Okay? That no one should be able, you're not, if you're 16 and watching this, okay, All of this can go right out the window because you don't have that luxury. If you're a grown adult, you shouldn't allow people around you to influence you in any way. 
And the only way they should be influencing you is in a positive manner. And that's really on you. That's really on you to make sure that you're doing like a thorough inventory of the people that you're surrounding yourself with. Okay? Like I, my ex-wife, I'm the, I, the only reason I bring this up, I'm not talking shit. I'm just, here's a perfect example. My ex-wife was one of those people, especially back when we were married. She was really young, in her early 20s. She was one of those people who could eat Taco Bell every day. And she just looked, she was like a size zero and beautiful, you know, she, you know, so she was never really eating alongside me. I had to make myself a separate meal, every single meal of every day of my life because I couldn't eat what she was eating. But she never, she never like guilted me. <laughs> you know, she's like, well, this is, this is your choice. You're a big boy. You want to do this? Let's do it. Don't let me. You know, and was it hard at times when she had her friends over and they were like knocking back beers and watching a movie and making brownies? Yeah, sure, it was harder, but it's like, whoa, I, you understand this is going to be a difficult endeavor. And if the only reason you can stay uh, adhere to a diet is because you're away from it, you have no access to it, then you're not really doing anything to develop yourself. There's this weird middle ground, that, it, and it's not easy. You gotta find that, where it's like you look at these things in your life where am I compromising my overall mental health for my belief in this physical health endeavor, you know, to change my body weight, to change my muscle mass, whatever I'm doing, to look better for summer. Am I, but am I compromising my overall mental health by getting too crazy about it? Because you deserve to have a piece of pizza. You deserve to have cheesecake when you feel like it. But it's not, like, frankly, it's not really the way an adult should eat anyway. Whether you're trying to get in shape or not, like, it's kind of bananas how accepted it is to just put junk into your body, just to put garbage in your body day in and day out. And the fact that what you're doing is not normal or average anymore does not mean that what you're doing is wrong. I haven't had a drink in 21 years or any kind of inebriating substances. Aspirin and caffeine are the only drugs that go in my body and nicotine. And I know that that's not normal, but it certainly isn't wrong. And I eat lots of animal protein and fruits it's like 95% of my diet. You throw in a couple seeds and nuts here and there. You throw in a couple uh, cooked vegetables here and there. And that, that is it. That's all I eat. I know that that's not normal for an American especially. But that's not doesn't make it wrong. And I know that being this lean or looking the way I look at 44 is certainly not average. And it's certainly not normal. But just because it's not what the lion's share of people are doing doesn't mean that it's wrong. In fact, it's a little bit gross that it's become looked that way. It's a little bit gross that being a size 16 for a woman is like, just let's celebrate that. It's a little bit gross that dad bod has actually been transformed in the eyes of many to just be really dangerously unhealthy. Because you're, you're not 25 anymore, man. Oh, this is what a man looks like. No, it is not. No, it is not. 
And I, you know, I hate to get too heady when I talk about this stuff because I know that most people don't want to do that. But really think about that. And, you know, I did a whole episode about how I was, I, I pinpointed what I thought like, where Nietzsche in his, in his writings in Zarathustra about like the ubermensch. And he talked about like most people aren't scared to do great things. They're scared of what the mediocre masses and their neighbors are going to think about them trying to do great things. And it's not the fear of failure and do it that, this is what Nietzsche kind of speculated, is that it wasn't the fear of failure in being a great writer, being a great attorney, being a great painter, whatever it may be. Starting your own business, getting a six-pack ab, you know, set up, right? It, it wasn't the fear of failure in doing this. It's the fear of what the people around you who don't have this are going to think and say. And that's pretty gross because I think at least I can sit here and say he's fucking right. And I'm sure a lot of you watching or listening can say the same thing. Good old Frederick. Balling it out. 200 years ago, he was postulating about exactly what is probably holding back all of us when it comes to this. And, you know, this person writing this question and is saying, like, what do I do when it seems like everyone around me is just pushing me to uh, have beer and have pizza and have junk food when I'm, I want to die? It's like, well, you got to erase that. You got to erase what everyone else is doing. And if you can't, you might need to reconsider the people around you. Because I've talked about it, dude, I've talked about it so much on this podcast before, but it's worth, it bears repeating, that when I first got into like really lifting weights, now I, I started in high school, but I was like doing it in secrecy and I, I liked it, and, but I, when I started like buckling down, one of the greatest aspects of it wasn't just like getting stronger or seeing myself get leaner or seeing my muscles get bigger. That was great. But it was like I, I, I opened the door to all these different people around me and, uh, you know, that I met through the gym. That were like they did I, these people that had their shit together, and they're like, "Yeah, I know." And my friends are, "You're gonna go knock back a six pack and watch the football game after." But that's not me. Let's go. Let's grind. And these were these were. I know I'm a, I'm a 19 year old guy at the time. These are 30 year old, 40 year old men, um, and they just they were so driven and they they cared about what they cared about. And they certainly didn't want to hurt anyone else with their endeavor, but they weren't allowing what everyone else was thinking or saying to get in the way of what they wanted, man. And it was, it was, it was so enriching for me to start surrounding myself with a different network of people. It made a huge impact on me, man. It made a huge impact on me. And it... You know, when I first started working at K-Rock, <clears throat> and, and especially when I started at the Kevin and Bean show, you know, Kevin and Bean and Ralph and, and Lisa and everyone there, Dave, Omar, they all, we all gave off this vibe because it's not very entertaining to kind of like be this fastidious or hard work. You know, it was, it was a lot more entertaining to kind of present this looser aspect of our personalities. But it, man, it made a big difference to me that I was now working with these guys who had, who had legendary careers. In, in the entertainment industry and certainly in radio. And, and, and they were like, 
they'd be on the air talking about Goofy making fart jokes. But as soon as they got off the air, it was like they were so concerned with like making a good product. And, and it, like that changed because I only knew like I grew up in Southern California and I listened to Loveline and I listened to Kevin and Bean and I listened to Stern and I listened to these. And you have this idea of how it is from being on the air. And as soon as I got up and I saw that they were like professionals, it elevated who I was. It elevated what I wanted to do with my life. And the same thing is going to go for your fitness endeavors. Trust me. Surrounding yourself with people and being able to like have the balls to curate who you're surrounding yourself with can have a pretty unbelievable effect. And alternatively, kind of resting on your laurels and allowing yourself to surround yourself with people who you internally know are not up to snuff, who are not meeting your standard for what you want out of life, can be so disastrous. For the most talented, the most ambitious, the most intelligent people, it can all just be undercut by someone who's holding them back. Don't even get me started about a collection of people that are doing that. You know? And we've all been in relationships, romantic ones, friendships, family members that we knew, like just being by virtue of being around them, having to deal with what they've got going on is just dragging us down. And it takes a huge amount of courage to kind of just cut that out. So that is what I wanted to say. I hope you enjoy the podcast. Please check out my link for my Patreon if you're interested in more help. Also, always feel free to hit me up at Mike Catherwood or at MikeyLikesYou1. Remember, get yourself the best nutritional supplements on the planet at First Detachment. There's a link in my show notes. Use the code Mike10. Thank you so much to Bet Online and Blue Chew as always. And thank you, most importantly, to all of you who listen and all of you who view this. Please tell a friend, like, and subscribe. And remember, in this crazy mixed-up world that makes you think that nobody cares, I do. Be good. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.